Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Naked Gun, 33 and a third. The third and final movie in the Naked Gun franchise of films starring Leslie Nielsen, the spoof series of comedy films. Uh, and, uh, I would say this one comes in right in between number one and number two, as far as funny. Uh, I think number one, if I had to rank these movies, uh, the first Naked Gun would be my favorite. This would be my second. And then the second one would be my third. Uh, this one, pretty funny. They ramped up the, the jokes, the, the concentration, the frequency of jokes was higher, uh, hearkening back to the first movie, that was the big uh, difference I felt between the first Naked Gun and the second is that there was far less frequency of jokes in the second. They didn't go as far into the ridiculous nature of, of the type of movie that this is, uh, that they could have, that they did in the first film. Uh, and this movie did a lot more of that, which I appreciated. Uh, because it's this is a movie that uh, will... A lot of these spoof movies, they're they're making references and making fun of other movies that have come out. And if you haven't seen those movies or don't get those references, uh, they don't hit as much. So you need more packed into the movie to make it funny. Uh, which the first movie, I don't think I recognized any references from that one. The second one, I think there was like one or two. There was the ghost uh, reference, the reference to the movie Ghost. Uh, that was in the, the second one, which I got. This one had more. This one probably had the most references that I got. Uh, now, this one came out in 1994. I was 13. I had been watching a few movies. Uh, so definitely, as far as in my course of life, uh, there were movies that I have seen, uh, that I had seen, that are, are referenced in this one. Uh, primarily in the opening, the openings of all three of these movies are the same. They have the siren. It's basically a viewpoint of a cop car that has that, that single siren, uh, not siren, but light, rotating light instead of a light bar. It's just that little pod light that would sit on the old cop cars. Uh, so it looks like you're, you're laying on the roof of a cop car. And in each one, these cop cars go through places cars wouldn't necessarily go through. Um, probably the inspiration for fat the fast and the furious franchise uh but this one the cop car in the opening sequence the title sequence uh went through blockbuster movies like jurassic park like star wars i think there were some other ones that i i, I don't remember but uh kind of a funny kind of uh almost a meta take right pre pre-scream uh, this is a, I mean, spoof movies in a lot of ways are a meta take on uh, films, uh, but uh, definitely funny. Um, it opens with a dream sequence uh, with Frank Drevin in like the lobby of a hotel or someplace. I don't know what it is, but a giant staircase. And there's uh, a woman who has a baby in a baby carriage, like the old timey type of a baby carriage. And... Uh, she needs help going up the stairs. And then some other lady comes in and she needs help with the baby carriage going up the stairs. And they have the other people, uh, including Frank Drebin. You have the Nordberg and then you have their chief, which I, I don't remember his name. 
but those three guys are on like a mission or whatever uh and they're all like you know checking their their side their second guns that are strapped around their ankles but then all these women with baby carriages come in and they all are caught trying to take these baby carriages either up or down this giant flight of stairs and as they are all on this giant flight of stairs like this mob crew comes down then it's like the the pope comes down you got the president uh Bill Clinton coming down. Then you got some uh, racist take on a on a terrorist uh, bomber, and uh, just babies everywhere. Frank Drebin wakes up in a pile of sweat and uh, is just like baffled with how much crime was going on everywhere in his dream, uh, because now Frank Drebin is retired, uh, and it is a big. There's a lot of commentary on which I remember. This being a big thing in the 90s, the the 90s man. I think there's even a, com, a uh, reference to it in one of the Lethal Weapon, not yeah, Lethal Weapon movies, where it's like men being allowed to cry is like the new 90s man. Like men being like able to like not feel shame when they cry. It's kind of crazy how far society has gone, especially for like not only men but just like people in general how how a lot of the bullshit trauma that was forced upon us uh to to go along with social norms has been chipped away uh and uh men's ability to cry or be open about crying is is something that used to be very frowned upon in general public men should never even like men crying is to Men to crying is to women taking shits. Like, there's this idea that women, I mean, not like this kind of weird idea that you just never know when a woman's like, do they even take shits? Because they never talk about it. It's just something that they don't talk about. Same thing with men crying. Anyway. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear The Many Faces, original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials, made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. So this movie's doing that kind of thing because now Frank Drebin is the stay-at-home dad. They don't have a kid, but he's a stay-at-home husband doing all the housework or whatever. Meanwhile, his wife is like a, an attorney or something like that, and she's doing a case. And for whatever reason... Everybody, like everybody in the courtroom from the jury to the judge to the people watching, they're all women and they all have babies. It is really babies everywhere. Like the first 10 minutes of this movie, there's probably like 50 babies. It, it's kind of like it's a, a huge amount of babies trying to make this point about how women in the workforce and, and men staying home like these the different the gender roles are finally changing in the 90s the 90 30 years ago um kind of crazy kind of crazy uh but uh yeah it, it, it's kind of funny it's kind of funny um there's a, a the funniest scene i would say so the idea is that like like frank drebin gets pulled back in 
he has to go undercover into prison because there's this like terrorist guy that's going to do some stuff like he's got a plan to do some stuff and then and frank drebin's the only one that's going to be able to to do it and to to get that information like before he gets goes undercover into this prison he has to go collect information from this clinic and uh the clinic happens to be a sperm clinic and i would say a funny i mean it is a very standard type of a joke anytime a character in a comedy film goes into a sperm bank there is like very typical jokes that that every comedy hits on when a character goes into a sperm bank and i think this movie probably does it the best uh probably the funniest i mean there's a conversation where before he realizes he's in a sperm bank where one of the nurses as she's walking him back to to one of the rooms where he's going to give his deposit quote unquote uh he he uh he thinks that he's in disguise he's got like his arm in a sling like that's his excuse for needing to go to this clinic uh to help his arm and she's asking him why he's there and he's like oh i think it's from playing around with my uncle in the backyard so the whole time he's giving this story of how he hurt his arm meanwhile she's interpreting the story uh that his uncle and him were having sexual relations in the uh in the uh backyard and that he thinks something's wrong with his dick uh kind of funny kind of funny you're also seeing uh anna nicole smith i don't know how many movies she was in i can't imagine many but the the main thing anna nicole smith was known for was for being this like marilyn marilyn monroe 2.0 type of actress that hit hollywood gorgeous curvy blonde uh, but then she like the big thing that she was known for is that she married like one of the oldest men ever some old rich guy and it was she became like the poster child for like gold diggers uh, for a long time but this one was before that uh, and she kind of like let herself go became like a, a reality TV star and then eventually I think she died of an overdose uh, but this movie she is like you know she's she's in this movie and i don't know it's it's a funny that that whole sperm bank scene was i would say the funniest part of it um then he goes into prison and then there's all of course the prison stuff dropping the soap and like just walking through the prison yard uh, it's showing all the different kinds of clicks and it's just like ridiculous like going through where everybody's working out you see like this playground and you have these like rough and tumble prisoners like on these spring-loaded like uh spring-loaded uh playground kind of rides that you would see at a park and little jungle gym of these you know convict not these uh imprisoned guys going on the the jungle gym uh kind of funny all that funny doing a uh a catapult thing over the the wall with barbed wire like all that stuff all the, like it, it kind of harkened back to the first movie where it was cranking up the ridiculousness of everything not quite as high as the first one, but definitely far more than the second one. Um, and it is, majority of this movie is Frank Drebin. You're, very little of it is Norberg, uh, so it wasn't as, as problematic as it seemed, as it felt like in the second one. So that was uh, 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 a plus, I would say. Uh, and then there's, there's uh, 
the references that I got, there's Thelma and Louise reference uh, because he leaves his wife like they they're having sex problems right in their marriage. And uh, it doesn't help when the fact that she's trying to steam things up the same night that he comes home from the the sperm bank where he donated like all this sperm. And he's just like walking in like he he was on a, a horse ride across country just like so sore and just like the farthest he would he would be from actually being attracted to anyone and having sex and they're already having a bad sex life so that that ends up splitting them off so she goes off and there's like this Thelma and Louise uh type of deal that she has with her friend which I thought was fun uh there's Shawshank Redemption type of a thing where when he's in prison he's like trying to hook up with this guys to try and break out uh, and it's the whole Shawshank thing where it's like trying to hide the sand uh, from the walls that you're chipping away. But it's like the ridiculous amounts of sand, uh, which is pretty funny. There's a scene where there's an explosion. A bomb goes off. Uh, they're trying to test a bomb. And uh, it turns them into Beavis and Butthead, basically. Like they're doing uh, like a, they're giggling like Beavis and Butthead did, which I thought was funny. Um, there is, however... This this movie does predict a couple of interesting things because this movie ends at the Oscars, right? The Academy Awards. I forget which one, like which number, 60, 65th uh, Academy Awards or something like that. Um, and there's two things that happen in this movie that have happened in real life, like crazy things that have happened fairly recently at the Academy Awards. One thing that happened in this movie that happened in real life is that the Best Picture nomination was read wrong. It's a little different situation in this movie, but they go, they pull, and the, the, the movie that, that uh, did not win Best Picture ends up getting called. Uh, that is one thing that this movie predicted. The other thing would be that there's a big fight scene on the stage at the Academy Awards, and... Not that Will Smith slapping Chris Rock was a big fight, but it is by far the closest we've ever seen to like a melee breakout on stage at the Academy Awards. Uh, so I do give this movie credit for basically uh, being ahead of its time, predicting how sad the Academy Awards are uh, nowadays and how irrelevant they are. Uh, people are very upset with the fact that, that Will Smith has been banned for 10 years uh, for his actions, he can't uh, attend the Academy Awards, no longer part of the Academy for 10 years. I'm curious to know why people think the Academy Awards are going to still be around in 10 years. Uh, nobody watches them. Uh, unless they turn into Celebrity Deathmatch, it it, it's kind of baffling when people decide to act like they care about a thing. Uh, it's like comedians when Shane Gillis didn't get uh, booked on Saturday Night Live because he was racist on a podcast. Like, all these comics all of a sudden gave a fuck about Saturday Night Live when, in general, uh, they don't care at all. Uh, it's, it's similarly with the, the uh, Oscars. Uh, so it predicted both of those. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts, and deals you get access to the ray taylor show completely ad free as well as bonus episodes you get access to the complete live painting archive 
You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. This movie has a very outdated, very problematic, doesn't hold up whatsoever, similarly to Ace Ventura, uh, a trans joke. Uh, it is a situation where the Anna Nicole Smith character is turned on to uh, the Frank Drebin character, uh, which ended up uh, being art uh, it, it, later on, life impersonating art when she ended up actually marrying somebody that was ancient. Uh, but she's attracted to Frank Drebin in this in, at backstage at the Oscars, and you see her take off her dress and the silhouette of her body uh, when she takes the dress off. This big curvy dick pops out, and instantly Frank Drebin is going to throw up, which is sad. I mean, clearly there has been a lot of progress made culturally in this country that a movie made almost 30 years ago a, a joke a standard joke and in in ace ventura it is uh finkel is einhorn einhorn is finkel where he's you know still still got the the twig and berries tucked uh but is is identifying as a woman um kind of sad nowadays uh trans women which there's a lot of trans women that do look like anna nicole smith uh, 100%. Uh, it is, I would say, at least in a lot of places, uh, very accepted. I, for me, it's very accepted. I, I don't have an issue whatsoever. Uh, as far as somebody identifying as a woman, they're a woman. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter what junk you have. Uh, it, like, if, we, if we're going to live in a country that we label as free then people should be treated as free uh, because labeling us as free and then also having the largest population of imprisoned people is not two things that are, are can happen at the same time. Uh, but I believe people to have the freedom to be whatever the fuck they want. The fact that we have to identify like that anybody cares what gender we are in general is ridiculous. Why does it matter? If we are free and equal people, why does it matter what I identify as, what somebody else identifies as? So the joke of Anna Nicole Smith having a dick uh, and instantly making Frank Drebin want to throw up uh, was a very outdated joke, in my opinion, um, and kind of a bummer. Because most of this movie was holds up pretty good, I would say. I mean, it's not... The great, I mean, it, for what this movie is, uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, but that, that was kind of a, a thing. And, th of course, there was obviously the 90s. You have kind of the depiction of terrorists. Um, like, none of them were wearing police outfits. It's crazy. Uh, is also a bit, doesn't really hold up necessarily. But uh, overall, I, 
it was still kind of fun. It was fun to go back and revisit the Naked Gun movies. I hadn't seen them. I probably have only seen Naked Gun 33 and a third when it came out, you know, on VHS or whatever. Um, So I haven't seen the movie in in almost 30 years, let alone the two before it. So it was nice to go back. It is always interesting because comedy is one of those things that a lot of times uh, doesn't hold up. Because so many things about humor and jokes are commenting of the time and in a way that is supposed to be that is like on the, the bleeding edge of being either offensive or not offensive like it is a very difficult line to walk as uh for comedians to to make jokes and a lot of the times uh in time it's hard for a lot of jokes to hold up there's a lot of stand-up specials from back in the day that just don't hold up um because culture has moved on uh so yeah it, it it's nice to see the moments that still hold up um there there's few and far between of the the moments that don't i would say uh in this movie but i i enjoyed it i thought second best as i said second best naked gun movie uh but yeah that was that was uh that naked gun 33 and a third uh, check it out i guess if you want if you want to go back and see what li- see what comedy was like but they're still funny i i would say that this one they they put in a lot of funny bits uh which which kind of made it and it's a short movie it's only like an hour and 20 minutes, hour 23, which is good, which is good. It's not like Judd Apatow's The Bubble, which is not nearly as funny and uh, almost an hour longer. Uh, but uh, check it out if you want. I think I saw them all on uh, Amazon Prime. I think all three of them. Uh, so if you want to go back and revisit those, uh, check those out. The Naked Gun, 33 and a third, and the, uh, the final insult. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.